0: Thank you so much for listening to the Convergence Podcast. We pray that God speaks to you during this message and moves in your life. Matthew 5, you, 513, you, say you, are the the salt of the earth. Say this, I am the salt of the earth. Look at your neighbor and say, did you hear the news? Look at your neighbor and say, did you hear the news? I did this earlier. I'm turning up the volume. I didn't hear you. Look at your neighbor. I just turned the volume up. So you should be louder now. Did you hear the news? You're You're the salt of the earth. That means you're full of taste. That means you change... The things you touch. So, on the way home last week, we went uh, to the Young Saints Conference in Reading. It was fantastic. And on the way home, I was, I know that Pastor Greg wasn't going to be here. And I was just like, Lord, what what do you want to, what are you talking about? What do you want to say? And I felt like he said, it's time to talk about community. So, community, in how it relates to our sonship in the Father. Because it looks like something. And we've been talking all about this. Pastor Greg has been going uh, for a long time now. And I think he even said, hey, we're going to be switching it up now. But I'm not Pastor Greg, so I can talk about it. <laughs> so sonship in community looks like something. Sonship in general looks like something. Amen? So if you are the, the son... If my son Samuel acts like me in multiple different ways, it means that he has parts of my character. And if you're a parent or if you're in uh, the life of a child and they, they reflect like a, an older sibling, a lot of times you guys have the same tendencies or like you'll be like, oh, you're just like me. Oh my goodness. I see that in myself. But as sons, and daughters of a living king, that means we're supposed to reflect his character. So this morning, it was so perfect when Caitlin closed because it's exactly what I'm talking about today. Our community, and when I say community, I'm talking about this body. One thing I heard the Lord say as I I was driving on the way home is Tell them not to be afraid to sign up. Sign up for what? Don't be afraid of commitment. See, this is the Bay Area, the Silicon Valley, where we love options. Options are everywhere. You can work here. You can work there. You can go to In-N-Out and Chick-fil-A. You can go, (laughs) except for on Sunday, (laughs) closed on Sunday. Um, So... You can go to this church or that church, but the way that the Lord has designed us is for community. Community is not just, hey, how are you? You want to go have lunch and then hang out and you're done. Community is where we get into the lives of people that we love. Community is something that was actually designed by the Lord and is reflected in the Garden of Eden between Adam and Eve. Theirs was a love relationship. But even God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Adam, the son of God, who was breathed into, walked with God daily in the cool of the day. Even in that position in humanity, when we were positioned to be walking with God, the father said, it's not good that you're alone. So he brought, he split Adam in half. And there was a nuclear explosion. No, <laughs> Boom, woman, you know, splitting the atom of a molecule, get it? Nuclear, okay, that was, off, that was off the cuff right there. Dr. Seuss in the house. Um, so he said it's not good for you to not be in community with somebody who's not chasing the same thing that you are. Talk about equal opportunity. (laughs) This is a hot topic. It was in the garden. Adam and Eve walking with God, ruling and reigning with the Father. That's the picture. That is beautiful. So, at Convergence, I don't know if you've noticed, but we like to worship. See, worship is not an event. Worship is not a part of our service. Worship is the main thing. It's the main thing. It's the main time. Why? What Caitlin brought this morning and how she, how she said it is when we worship, God brings his presence. See, he doesn't ignore sacrifice. So when we worship, That means that God moves his presence and establishes it in our praise. And because of that, where his presence is, there's fullness of joy and pleasures at his right hand forevermore. You guys see that? I'm not necessarily like reading directly from the Bible, but this is not a Bible study. You can Bible study on your own. This isn't the Catholic church. So you have full right and reign to get in your word and pursue him on your own. Here at Convergence, we're not about spoon feeding. This is, not, this is not a place where you will be spoon fed. This is a place that when we invite the presence, when we invite the Holy, sorry, I'm getting When we invite the Holy Spirit, his presence comes and in the presence, there's breakthrough. That's actually what you've been desiring all week long. So we're not here to go, all right, let's work through the book of Matthew. You do that on your time. You do that on your time because that's between you and God. He's called you a son. He's called you a daughter. So that means every second of the day, it's not Pastor Andrew or Pastor Greg's job to sit here and plan out something for you to receive, and then you're going to go, look at me now, I got this tool in my pocket. No, Revelation is something that is for all children, all color, all ethnicity. It is something that will be relevant here and relevant in China. It is something that will be relevant to children and relevant to adults. Revelation, the presence of God, is what we need. See, there was a huge victory in the body of Christ this week. That's ours. That's ours. A prodigal came home. A prodigal came home. See, but the the scary thought that I go through is like, dang. There's haters out there. There are people that are legit upset and going, is this real? How would you feel? I'm a prodigal. How would you feel if when you turned your heart to the Lord, if people were going, "Really? Is this real though? Now more than ever. Now more than ever, is it time for us to pray for one another. Now more than ever is it time for us to bless and not curse. Now more than ever is it for, it's time for us to start really being who Christ has laid out for us to be. Are you guys tracking with me? Yeah. About a quarter of the room is. The other quarter of the room might not know. I'll just, so an artist, a very influential person named Kanye West, was he just Accepted the Lord about four months ago or five months ago. The Lord is bringing him through a season. He, he's caught his heart and he's confessed the name Christ Jesus. Amen. That is so good. That is so amazing. I will, the presence is so key because we can be a person that writes commentaries on the Bible. We can be a person that will give our lives to study the word of God, but never apply the spirit. Convergence is a place, convergence, this church, is a place where we value the marriage between the spirit and the word of God. Because when you have both, it's a, it's a chemical reaction of revelation. That's how the spirit speaks. There are people, professors, and colleges that will study the word in its only knowledge. You can study the word for 10 years and never have an encounter because it's a textbook. But only when we posture our hearts to receive from a loving place of a heavenly father and we understand that it's grace to receive. And it's, it's a privilege for us to even get before him because the price was paid by Christ that we can actually receive directly from the Father. So convergence is a place that values the marriage between the word and the spirit. We celebrate the lives of others. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit empowers us to release the kingdom of heaven here on earth. As a son and a daughter, you are given all authority. If you guys didn't know, I'm playing with the little fidget thing, it helps me focus. Hashtag millennial, I know. <laughs> And I have a quiet room at home. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. So we, in, we believe that when you accept Christ, your name is changed. You have a new name. You've been bought by the blood of Christ and you have been set free. But not only set free. See, when we stop at the cross... That's not the gospel. The gospel is the gospel of the kingdom. There's more. There's more. It's not just getting saved. It's not just giving your life to Jesus. There's more. Now you're positioned as a child again. You're written into his book and now you can fully receive Not only can you fully receive, Matthew 5 says you are the salt of the earth, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Your life is influential because you wear the name of Jesus. Now, the revelation that's in the word, we can receive. We can fully look into the gaze of our father and be filled with love. But wait, there's more. One thing that I've been tapping into this week, I know that's a funny, funny thing, but tapping into means as a father, I dropped the ball because I didn't realize this long enough and I had to repent. And now I know. It came from a book. I've given the book away like three times since I've started reading it because it hit me hard. And it's actually Brian Johnson's book, The... Uh, What's it called? <laughs> when God Becomes Real. Thank you. In that book, he, he's describing the way his dad would pray over his kids, him and his siblings, Brian and his siblings. And it's a really cool book. You guys should read it. The, it talks It it doesn't highlight a whole lot of happy times, but there are some in there. But it mainly focuses on his struggle throughout his life. And I want you to get the book. It's really good. I don't want to spoil it for you. But one key that I picked up, and this this is who we are. We believe in the name of Jesus. We believe that it has power. So... I should tell a story. This week, Samuel, our oldest son, has been having like some little like breakdowns. Anyone ever have a breakdown before? Where you're like, I never get what I want. So, as a father, my first flesh struggle is, boy, you've got it good. That's my first thought. But by reading that book, actually, it gave me a really, really good reminder. The battle's not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. So it's not my, a war between my son and I it reminded me that it's my job as a father to fight for my son. And it also reminded me that at Convergence, we care about the generations and we fight for each other. This coming revival, let me tell you, it's here. We just gotta start acting on it once we turn our, our gaze towards each other and focus on one another, instead of saying, oh no, it's, it's for the youth. It's, it's for everybody. It's for ever When I say generation, I think every person that has air in their breath, in their lungs, every person breathing is a generation. So in your time, there is Revival. It's our job to fight for our children and for one another. And we do that. Here's the key. This is the key. It's so good. Speaking the name of Jesus. Pleading the blood of Jesus over the situation. Declaring the promises from his word, from the word of God, over your children and over yourself. And also the biggest key, worship. So this is what happened. Samuel was having a breakdown. I said, boy, let's go to my room. So he's sitting on my bed. I'm chilling there with him. We had a great time. I said, Samuel, I'm going to pray for you. What's going on? He's just like, I don't know. I feel he just was upset. So I said, all right, buddy, I'm going to teach you something. This is how we get better. We gotta go to Jesus. He's like, okay, I could do that. So I've been practicing these things, praying for him, speaking the name of Jesus, having him pray for himself, and then we worship together and declare promises from his word. And you should see the change. You should see the change, man. It is beautiful. It's It works. So I love music. And this last season, the enemy has been really messing with me because he's been trying to rob me of my worship. And I realized that not too long ago. So in the car, we start playing worship music loud. And we have four kids and they're going crazy, but we're still gonna worship. And when we do, you should hear the words of my children. Here comes Nehemiah. I am a child of God. Walking up and down the hall. The power of worship is bigger than we know. The power of, so why we do what we do here, that's what you take home. That posture of your heart is what you take home. It doesn't end at the door what we do here has to run over into every aspect of our life, into our parenting. When we prayed for healing, we're so quick to grab the band-aid box because that's what will fix the problem. But what if we taught our children how to pray? What if we said, no, let's plead the blood of Jesus over your knee and I believe you'll be healed. We're so, and I'm saying we, we're so quick to complain about our culture we have homosexuality that churches are, let's complain about that. Politics, let's complain about that. What so-and-so said about so-and-so, let's complain about that. We'll talk about it. One of, I think, you know, my mom told me this when I was about 15 years old. She had, I, where's my mom? Hi. She, <laughs> She told me this was when I was about 15 years old. She, had, she was spending time with God and she, rem, she said, I have a word for this generation. And remember what generation means. Everyone who has breath in their lungs. She said, I saw this big green monster and this big green monster is the monster of gossip. See, gossip has, stri- it's like, It's really, (laughs) it's really stricken the body of Christ. And you're like, Andrew, look, there's a lot that has. But let me tell you, the power of your words have life and death. Sin will always lead to death. But there's one type of sin that you have control of that will bring life and death. And it's the power of your words. We can use it to build up or to tear down. There's oftentimes sin that will affect ones that we love that we can do in our own life. Talking about like pornography, we're talking about uh, drugs, we're talking about, uh, you guys know, but this one, this one comes in real sneaky when we can talk about other people, when we can ridicule leaders. But it seems so normal. It seems so natural. That's why it's one of the biggest problems right now. Because we're so quick to put the names of others on our mouth and talk about other people. That's in a disrespectful way. That's in a way that is not of Christ. How did Jesus handle gossip? Said, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? What do you believe? When someone comes up to you and they're talking about what everybody else is saying, say, what do you say? What do you believe? What is God saying to you? Have you asked God about that? What is He saying? We're so focused on what other people say and we're not listening to what God is saying. So like Jesus, who do you say I am? What do you say? What do you think? Where's Jesus? Oh, convergence is a place where where truth is spoken, but not just spoken, it's put into action. We are people of action. Say it. We are people of action. Okay. We are people of action. Say it. We are people of action. Okay. I get it. Sometimes we need motivation. This is what we do. Okay. I'm a youth pastor. I've been a youth pastor for a while now. We get bored. So we'll fill ourselves with Netflix. We'll fill ourselves with other things and we want to hang out with friends because that's community. No, it's not just hanging out. Community is not just hanging out and doing nothing. So we have to feast upon the things that God is doing. So what do we do? What's that look like? Instead of watching Netflix, go on YouTube and watch Todd White minister to people. See, listen to, to messages together with your friends and then dive into that Bible study that you're desiring right now. When you feast on the goodness of God, When you get squeezed, I had an analogy for this, but it's really, really messy, so I didn't do it. Imagine, (laughs) this is what, maybe I'll do it one day. I had a big tarp right here and a blender in the middle, and I have a bunch of drinks, different kinds. We got Sobe, we got Coca-Cola, we got milk, we got coffee, we've got all the drinks that everyone loves. And I'm opening these things and pouring them into the blender, but Coca-Cola might represent Netflix, and when we binge, look, watching Netflix is not a sin, I get that, but when we're having a hard time reaching people for the gospel, there's a reason. When we find ourselves being stagnant, sitting down at home, and not actually going out and loving on people, that's a problem, that means there is an idol in our lives that is actually prohibiting us to going and doing what Jesus has directed us to do. So we get on these things and go, they're not bad, which right, in theory, they're not bad, but we get, when it comes to the point of being a block in our life, that's bad, that's bad. So milk, it, it's like uh, time that we've spent on, on our phone, reading the news, and giving our lives to politics that just, they're just twisting us up inside and getting us mad, If we're really never even getting God's heart. We're never really going, God, how can I be the solution to this problem? What can I do? So we just psh, pour that into the blender. All these drinks, right, all these things that we give our time to it might be working, overworking ourselves, where you take that Sobe. How many of you guys drink Sobe? It's like, what is it even, it's like not tea, it's like not, so, it's weird. So soby, you like pour that in there, right? And imagine this blender being filled with all this nasty looking stuff. And then when pressure hits, that blender goes on and goes all over the place. And we go, what is life? What is happening right now? Why do I feel like I just can't get a grip? It's because the things that we've been sticking in that blender of our soul, when that stuff gets turned on, we make a mess. So then the analogy is, I have a water hose, and that water represents the goodness, the fullness of God, pouring into a word in a community setting in our private time, getting in, soaking in the presence, and just being still, receiving from the Father, and resting, and in a at church, giving your all in worship, and in the car, giving your all in worship, and gathering as a family, giving your all in worship. Like the, and then that water and that hose just starts to flow into the blender until all that murky nastiness starts coming out, and then it starts to overflow. And then from the place of overflow in your life, when that blender gets hit, boom, what comes out? The Holy Spirit. It, God gets all over the place. So we're people of action, so instead of getting mad about how influential the homosexual community is being on our children, we get to go out and love the homosexual. Instead of being upset about the Satanist tearing down a, a, the Ten Commandments and putting up a thing of the devil, we go there and love the Satanist and get face to face and prophesy and change their world. Come on, like we are people of action. All right. I'm not going to make you take your shoes off. And hold them up and say, I'm, I'm going to go. But if you want to be a person of action, well, this is how we're going to end. I want you, we're going to have a time where we're going to put our hands to heaven. We're going to stand up. And as the Lord leads you, say, God, I'm here. Use me. So as Jordan starts to play, this is my favorite part. When we get to worship some more, it's my favorite part. So God, I believe that you've planted seeds today. Father, we're people that hold on to truth and we know that when we follow the truth, the truth will set us free. So Father, we thank you for the truth. And as an individual, as the Lord leads you, I want you to do that prophetic act to stand to your feet and say, God, use me. I want, him to, I want you to ask the Lord. So close your eyes, don't look at me. Close your eyes and say, Lord, where have I not allowed you to move in my life? With your eyes closed, I want to tell you something. This last year has been one of the hardest years of my life. As a pastor, day after day, I was challenged with this thought of feeling like I am not even called to pastor. With this idea of going, man, like, you're not cut out for this. And me questioning, is this really what the Lord has called me to? Some of you in the seats are in the same scenario that I was in last year. But I want you to know that convergence, God has given us a middle name. And that middle name is breakthrough. So you're breakthrough right where you're at. You don't need someone to pray for an anointing. You don't need someone to bless you with their hands. You have it by the mark of Jesus that's in your soul. You are breakthrough. You are chosen. You are called. You are change. You are someone who is gonna impact this world with your life. You will live and you will not die. You will thrive. You will not be impoverished. You will not be someone who is at the tail and not the head. You are someone who is called. And it's no wonder why you've been struggling with those things you've been struggling with. Because the very struggle that's been in your heart is the very place that the Lord has called you to be victorious. You've been struggling with public speaking. That's because you're anointed. You've been struggling with thriving at work. That's because you've been anointed and called. You've been struggling with your finances. It's because you've been anointed in the finance realm. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. I want you to remember that what you do in private, how you pursue the Lord in private will reflect how you pursue the Lord, the Lord in public. How you pursue the Lord in private will be how you pursue the Lord in public. So Father, we ask that you would use us. As the Lord prompts you, I want you to stand to your feet and say, use me, God. You don't have to shout it. I just want you to stand up as a prophetic act that you're taking a stand for your family, that you're taking a stand for your city. Say, use me, God. Use me, God, in my family. Use me, God, at my job. Use me uh, at my house. Use me in my community. So, Father, we ask, Lord, that you would use us. You've called us to go. You've called us to go to the ends of the earth and proclaim the gospel. And would you use us, God? Would you use us for the Satanists? Would you use us for the homosexual? Would you use us for the broken and the beaten, the damned? Would you use us, God? Would you use us, God? And Father, no matter what comes our way, I ask that you would use us. All right, we're gonna do something super spontaneous saw this at Young Saints. I have a flashlight in my, in my uh, backpack. Can you get it for me? I'm totally biting off Tom Crandall right now and I don't even care. I saw this and I actually just carry a flashlight with me all the time because I'm the maintenance guy too. I want to turn all the lights off. Can we do that? All the lights. You guys have your phones? All right. You're your light. You've been called. You've been called a son and a daughter. And I want you to start grabbing your phone. And I want you to see what happens to the darkness when you answer the call. That darkness no longer is dark because your light starts to shine. Everyone with a phone, I want you to put your phone up. This isn't a concert. This isn't for performance. This is, I'm just saying, I want this to be a prophetic act that when you look around the room and you start to see others' lights shine, that they will shine before all men, that we will point to Jesus and the dark places will become light. When you say yes to what Jesus has called you to do, this is what happens. Those dark places have no choice but to become light because darkness cannot hold back the light. The light will pierce through the darkness holiness shines in darkness your your yes shines in darkness we say yes God we are people that say yes we are people that hold on to the to the promises that you you will come and you will say that this generation will be touched this generation will be touched this generation will see a mighty move of God in Jesus name in Jesus name thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged by this message. If you know somebody else who needs to hear it, feel free to share it with them. And for more messages like this, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. God bless.